0: Listening to this teaching, I believe that the Lord will speak to you through His scriptures and the Lord will teach you by His Holy Spirit. This is the 28th lesson of Building Firm Foundations. We are talking about giving. I taught the first lesson last time on the 27th lesson and I pray that you will be able to listen to the previous one and number one to number twenty-six. So let us pray together and ask the Lord to teach us. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us and you care for us. You provide for us, Lord. You are the source of our life, and we want to learn uh, the subject of giving and being generous toward you and toward what you call us to do, Lord. We thank you, Father. We ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher Thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Today, I would like to talk about the reason why we should give to the Lord and give to whoever that He asks us to give. When the Lord asks us to give to a person or organization or certain ministry, we need to understand that we don't give either time or money or energy or gift to man. But we give to the Lord and we give to His representative. And when we give to the poor, we also give to the Lord as well. Because the Bible says whatever we do, we do it with all our heart just like we do to the Lord. The first reason we should give to the Lord is that we love Him. He loved us first and therefore we show our love to Him by giving. We give our finances our time, energy, our home, our car, our talents, everything that we have in our life, even our own life. We dedicate our whole life to the Lord because we love Him and we want to please Him. He has done so much good thing to us. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer for us, to die on the cross for us, to pay the price of sin for us. Therefore, we should love him back. And number two, the reason we give him because giving is a way to honor the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 9 to 10, the Bible say, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barn will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. When we honor somebody, we bring gifts to that person. In the same way, we honor him by giving our finances or our talents, our material things to him. When I serve the Lord in the church as a pastor and preacher or travel on a mission trip, I don't do it for money. I don't do it to get reputation. I do it because I love him and I want to honor him with my life, and not only that, with my substances, with my finances. I gave up time to work in my clinic and to perform surgery, which means I gave, because if I stay home and I don't travel, I can go to clinic, see patients, and receive some income, or I can perform surgery and receive some income. I'm a self-employed man. I have my own clinic. So anytime I don't work, it means I don't get income. So I fly anyway to the cities and the nations to preach the gospel. And I believe that you are this person who love the Lord and want to honor Him as well. And remember this, every time you give your life to Him, your talent, your time, your finances, or any material gifts to Him or to His church, you are honoring Him. Giving is the way to show honor those who deserve the honor from us. Not only that, we give financial offering every time when we come into the presence of God or come into worship. In Luke chapter 21, verses 1 to 4, at that time, the Jewish people came to the temple to worship God and they brought their gifts and put their gifts into the treasury. Look at what the Bible says. And he, Jesus, looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all, for all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she, out of her poverty, put in all the livelihood that she had. You can see here that whether you are rich or you are poor, you can still give to the Lord because you appreciate Him, you love Him, and you want to honor Him. The Jewish people in that generation, before they show up in the temple, they prepared their offerings, their finances to give. This poor widow, she gave only two mites, but in the eyes of God, she gave more than the rich people. God did not look at the absolute amount you give. He looked at the percentage you give. If you have much more, you should give more because it's a percentage of what you have. We need to prepare to give because we want to honor the Lord and let Him know that He is so important in your eyes. The Apostle Paul wrote the scriptures to the believers in Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9. And I will read in chapter 9, verse 5, and explain to you. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift, not just a regular gift, generous gift, beforehand. Everyone say, beforehand, which you had previously promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. If you read the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 8 and chapter 9, carefully, you will see that Paul was boasting about the believers in Macedonia. That even though they were poor, they faced persecutions, they gave generously to the believers in Judea or in Jerusalem. So Paul exhorted the believers in Corinth. The people in Corinth were in the region called Achaia, which is part of Greece and Roman Empire at that time. So Paul wrote this letter that he would send his representative to Corinth in order that they can have the generous offering prepared before the money would be sent to Jerusalem. You can see here that when we give, we don't just show up and last minute we say, okay, I need to pull out my wallet and give to God or give to the poor or give to somebody. We should think ahead. We should pray and ask the Lord what we should give. I'm so proud of my wife, Pasada. She has the gift of giving. And I noticed that every time we're going to fly to mission trip, she would go to the shopping mall and she have her own preparation. She bought gifts for each person that she honor, that she care and she appreciate and love. And she packed all those gifts in the luggages. So the luggages are always full when we travel. Before we travel to Thailand, four luggages are full of gifts because Pasada. Prepared ahead of time. That is the way that she wants to show love and honor to brother and sister in other cities. There is some kind of preparation before she gives. I received the message from my oldest daughter about her nine years old daughter named Nora. And my daughter, the mom, sent the picture of multiple gifts that Nora already wrapped up and put the bowl on. And the message from my daughter about all these gifts is this. Why does Nora have had all of her presents wrapped and ready to give you all? Wow, this message came quite early in November 10. And the Christmas will come more than six weeks, about seven weeks later on. But Nora already prepared her gifts for her grandparents, her parents, and her brother and her friend. You see, when you want to give to God, you don't just show up and last minute, okay, I have to give right now, so I'm going to pull up my purse and give $5. You prepare ahead of time. Before I go to church, I will pull out my checkbook and I'll write my offering on Saturday night. When I get to church, I'm ready to give. You see, it's so important that we honor the Lord by thinking ahead of time, having a generous heart to give to the Lord. I listened to one of the members in the church. He told me last Sunday, he said that after he became a new believer many years ago, the Lord told him, son, don't show up in my house without your offering. You always give offering to me. You always prepare a gift for me. And he has been very faithful in giving, even though he's not very rich. He worked in a company, have a normal salary, but eventually he was able to even give to God six, seven figures. Wow, God blessed him financially because he was so faithful in bringing his gift to the Lord. So every time you're going to come into the presence of God, any time you come to worship God, you prepare your offering or your gift to give to the Lord. Don't get it out last minute. Giving also help us to realize that we need to walk in the fear of God. We need to have a reverence, fear toward God. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23, And you shall eat before the Lord your God, in the place where He chooses to make His name abide, the tithe of your grain and your new wine and your oil, Of the firstborn of your herds, the best one, and your flocks, that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. When we walk with God, we have two things together in our heart, and these two attitudes must be balanced. Number one, the love for God. Number two, the fear toward the Lord. Some Christians say, I love God, but they don't fear God. We don't only love God, we don't only have faith in God, but we should fear God. What do you mean fearing God? It means that we stand in awe before God and we hate sin and we want to obey Him because we don't want to make Him upset with us. We have the reverent fear. We honor Him and we want to show Him that He is our master. When he tells us to tithe, we tithe. We don't steal that money. That 10% is his. So because we fear God, we give what belongs to him. Giving tithe to the Lord, giving offering to the Lord according to what he leads us to do is the way to develop the fear of God in our heart. So giving is the way to show the fear of the Lord. And we should fear him always. Another reason why you should give to God because God commands us to give. Giving is our responsibility. Giving should be our lifestyle. Matthew chapter twenty-two, verse twenty-one. They said to him, "Caesars," and he said to them, "Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God." The things that are God's. Wow! What Jesus said here is very, very important. We are the citizens of each country. And in that country, the government demands us to pay taxes. The tax money will be used to improve the country, make the road, and make the environment of that country to be nice that everyone can enjoy or give to the poor, help people who need medical care. So we have responsibility to pay taxes. When I moved to the U.S., I decided to obey this word of the Lord Jesus Christ. What belonged to Caesar or what belong to the American government, I need to give. So I never cheat taxes, even one penny. I told my accountant, anything I need to pay, I will pay. But there are always things in our life that belong to God, and we give back to God. And if we don't give back to God, we cheat Him. I have seen so many people in my life that have been in trouble because they cheated American government, or we call IRS. Oh, they get penalty, and some people may have to go to jail. Can you imagine when you cheat the American government, to face big problem, And if you cheat God, what's going to happen to you? You can answer that yourself. I don't want to cheat the government. I don't want to cheat God. I have some responsibility to give. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. God said that we need to give back to Him what belongs to Him. And what belongs to Him is the 10% of our income. If my income is $2,000 a month, it means that $200 belongs to the Lord and I need to give that back to Him. He wants to test your and my heart, whether we are faithful, whether we are living and walking in the reverent fear of God, and whether we cannot obey His command or not. We need to obey His command. And the Lord is so merciful and gracious. He said that if we give back to Him what belongs to Him, He will open the floodgate of heaven and pour out for us such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I and Pastor Dar experienced this truth in our Christian walk for the past 38, 39 years. And I have noticed that all the members of New Hope International Church and all the churches around the world who learn to give 10% to the Lord, either at the personal level 10%, or at the church level, 10%, I notice that they are blessed by the Lord, because they obey the command of the Lord. Giving is also a key to receive God's blessing and prosperity. Morakai chapter 3, I read one more time, 10 to 12. You may say to me like this, Pastor Lau, I'm poor, I cannot give. If you think that way, you will not get out of Poverty, because number one, you cheat God. Number two, you don't sow, therefore you cannot reap. The key to break out from poverty is to be a generous giver. You may not have much, but you learn to give generously. God will bless you back more than what you give. The Bible says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Wow, God promised that when we give tithe and offering, He will open the window of heaven, and He will pull out the blessing to the point that we don't have enough room. And not only that, He will command demons who come to kill, to steal, and to destroy, to make you sick, to steal money from you, to make you have to pay unnecessary expenses he command them not to touch you so that you will not have unnecessary expenses in your life you will not lose money unnecessarily. God will protect you from being stolen and robbed by the enemies by Satan and by evil spirit. God not only pour the blessing but he protect you from losing as well. Praise the Lord. Giving is the key to prosperity. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 says, But this I say, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully, bountifully means great blessing, more, give your blessing to bless other people, will also reap bountifully. Bountifully mean more, You are so content, you are so happy, you have more than enough. So giving is the key to prosperity and shutting down poverty in your life. Giving is also a way to financially support God's full-time workers. In the kingdom of God, there are people who work full-time to build a church, to preach the gospel, and they need to eat food too, they need money to pay their gasoline, pay their bills, pay their education of their children, because they give their life to work for God full time, they need to be taken care of. Numbers chapter 18 verse 21 say, Behold, I have given the children of Levi, in that generation in the time of Moses, Levites were full time workers in the temple all the tithes in Israel as an inheritance in return for the work which they perform, the work of the tabernacle of meeting. I hope I don't need to explain this scripture. It's so clear. Levi, the tribe of Levi, was working as a full-time minister in the temple, in the tabernacle of meeting. And the Lord put that 10% from offering from other tribes to take care of them, to feed them. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 14 Even so the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel Wow so clear Those who spend so much time in preparing the teaching serving in the church doing the ministry full time they don't have time to go out to work secular job the church and the members who receive the blessing from them receiving the word receiving the care from them should support them financially. Therefore, it is biblical for all of us to give financial offerings in in your local church. I'm in New Hope International Church. I give tithe offering to New Hope International Church. And we set aside some money in order to support certain pastors who just started the church but don't have enough income. We help other ministry as well, and we use all those money for preaching the gospel all over the world. Believe me, I'm recording this teaching in my house right now, and I need to spend money to pay for the oil to heat up my house, electricity bill, all these things. I give in order to preach the gospel. And the same thing, members should understand that all these works of the Lord in preaching the gospel, Is not free. Somebody pay. The gospel is free, but preaching the gospel is not free. There are expenses in preaching the gospel. And I'm glad that I and Pastor Da can be a part of preaching the gospel. All these years, we work and we give tithe and offering to the church. And thank God for the members of New Hope International Church. Our members are so generous. They give and give and give. They support the ministry. I am so blessed to be around the members of the New Hope International Church. They support the gospel. Luke chapter 10 verse seven say, "And remain in the same house eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. The Lord Jesus sent His disciples to preach, and when they stop at certain house, that house who received the healing and deliverance and the message should take care of his disciple. They are laborers. And the Lord say the laborer is worthy of his wages. Giving not only is the way to support the workers of the kingdom, it is a way to show that we are blessed. We receive blessing and we want to thank the lord and when we want to thank the lord for the blessing he gave us our giving will help other people to thank the lord as well so we thank the lord and the receiver thank the lord as well second corinthians chapter 9 verses 11 to 14 mention about this why you are enriched in everything for all liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to god you see thanksgiving They are enriched, they are blessed in everything, so much. God blessed them so much in Corinth, the members in Corinth. And they can give, and they give thanks to the Lord, because Paul and his team preached the gospel to them and take care of them. And they got blessed. And they now can give to the people in Judea or in Jerusalem. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings, To God. Why? Through the proof of this ministry. They glorify God for the obedience of your confession. To the gospel of Christ. And for your liberal sharing. Or your generous giving. Sharing with them. They mean the believers in Jerusalem. And all men. And by their prayer for you. Who long for you. Because of the exceeding grace of God in you. The whole passage here. In 2 Corinthians mean that God bless the members in Corinth. They have more than enough. They can bless the believers in Judea or Jerusalem. The believers in Jerusalem pray to God to bless the people in Corinth and thank God for them. So everyone give thanks to God. The givers and the receivers. And everybody God blessed with the exceeding grace of God. When you are blessed by God, you want to use that blessing to bless others. And they shall be blessed through you because God blessed them through you and they give thanks to God and they pray for you and God bless you too. We bless each other. Wow, it's wonderful to be able to give thanks to God for the blessing. God uses the giving of His people to support His work. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, I read one more time. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, into the church, into the ministry that you receive the feeding of your spirit, that there may be food in my house. Food doesn't mean only steak, bread, or the thing that you eat into your stomach. But food means that you have things to take care of God's people. The teaching, the material... Paying electric bill, cleaning the church building, cleaning the restroom. We need to take care of God's people in His house. And try me now in this, said the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. In other words, this scripture say that in taking care of God's people. God has children on earth before they go to heaven. God used His church, His servants, pastor, preacher, evangelist, apostle, prophet, and workers of the ministry of help. Some people may work in the church as an administrator. Some people may work full time in a certain ministry. They have to pay the electric bill. They have to pay for the water bill. Anything. All these things to take care of God's people. We support the church. We give to the church, local church, or a ministry that takes care of God's people. So you can see that God used this method. God bless our hand so that we can give from our hand to take care of God's people that happen in the local church or through a ministry. For example, some of you may be in a country that there is no church to go or there's no good church in your town, and you keep listening to this teaching in the internet that New Hope International Church have been producing. You get fed, you get the spiritual food, and you may contact us, we pray for you, you receive the blessing, and you help us to take care of you by sharing your finances with us so that we can produce more teaching, so that we can... Use that money to take care of God's people. Today I got the message that a lady was really sick. She got infection, and that infection was so chronic for seven years. The bacteria were so resistant to antibiotics for many years, and she may die. But her pastor sent our teaching from New Hope to her to listen. She kept listening, 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 and building faith and proclaiming the healing. And she told our pastor in another country that she got healed from that infection by listening to the teaching. You see, we help each other in the body of Christ. We feed people with the word of God. And we want to see people get healed, get delivered, get blessed so that they can bless other people. Thank you so much for listening to this teaching. So today you learn many reasons why we should be a generous giver. We give to the Lord and we give to people or to the poor or to the ministry that the Lord tells us to do. But no matter where you give to, you need to remember this, you give to the Lord, not to man. Thank you so much. I hope you can listen to this sermon again one more time to understand the reason why you should give. Thank you. God bless you. May the Lord bless the work of your hand. May the Lord use your hand to be the blessing to the nations. And you will be a part of preaching the gospel in this generation. And you shall be a part of fulfilling the great commission. And may the Lord take care of your health, your family, your going, coming, traveling, your business, and everything you do. And God bless you.